our second episode of the speaker series, I sit down with Roberto Ariondo, founder and head of Towards AI, an internationally known media company in the AI space, servicing AI and technology organizations from startups to enterprises in the US, Asia, and Europe. Roberto and I speak about various topics, covering beginners' guides to learning about AI to the various resources you can access to grow your knowledge and proficiency within the field. For more information on Towards AI, feel free to visit their website online. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Roberto Ariondo. So, Roberto, given your um, given your background working in software engineering, technical writing, and consulting, how did you venture into the field of artificial intelligence and eventually start your own business in the industry? Of course. Um, thank you so much, uh, Steve. So, back in the day, uh, this was you know this was 2018. I started working at Carnegie Mellon University mm -hmm. in the machine learning department. And I was working under uh, Dr. Manuela Veloso, who's currently the um, the AI, what's it called, the AI leader for uh, JP Morgan's uh, AI research center. So I was working under her, and then um, throughout my journey, I also um, I started getting a little bit more, um, what's it called. I started getting a little bit more into AI, into machine learning as well, um, because I was working with a lot of uh, doctoral researchers. I was working with graduate students back in the day, and also professors that were deeply involved in that in those fields. Um, and then afterward, and Ronnie Rosenfeld started to be our our head of that department, and um, I remember meeting with him, and I met with some other folks that have their own startups at Carnegie Mellon. I, I believe in, they work, um, their startup work was called Determ Determined AI. Uh, it was founded by Professor Amitao Carr. So I met with him and I met with other um, doctoral researchers and um, they had a, an idea to start a blog for the department for Carnegie Mellon University. And um, so that, that was very important because it allowed me to like, generally dive into seeing the world from a different aspect, right? Um, we, I had to like create a website that had to be scalable, that was specifically specifically focused for doctoral researchers at Carnegie Mellon and professors and research scientists from the university to publish their research, to publish their, their work, right? So we accomplished that and it's, it's, been, it's been very successful uh, even after uh, even after I left the university, it's still up, still working. Uh, it's it's a it's a great blog and it's a great asset for for the department. And uh, one of the things that it was that it was really good it was uh, that it was very constructional. So it allowed um, to collaborate with other with other people, with other scientists, and other universities, and so on. Right. So, anyways, it was 2019, and then um, you know. A year after, um, I had a conversation with my head, uh, Ronnie Rosenfeld, and I told him, like, Ronnie, uh, I started 
this thing in in June last month, and I told him, um, I think it's it's going to be, it has the potential to be very large and very significant. Um, so Ronnie and I met, and we we had a discussion, and he was very excited about it. He was very excited, and then uh, he told me to just keep going, to keep growing it, and then obviously. I was doing this uh, outside outside of my work hours because I was obviously working full time at Ernie now as well. But he saw it as a way that it was going to help the university in some ways as well, and also help other graduate students. And it has it and it has been it has been a dramatic um, asset, I think, worldwide. Thankfully, um, to many students and uh, most of our visitors come from the U.S. But then um, it's followed by by people in India and then people from the United Kingdom and then a lot of other countries such as Germany and Japan and then uh, like you know we received visits from all over the world and I've noticed that it's had like a lot of the articles that have been published there have have been used in like classrooms at universities are being used in um, in a lot of educational purposes. So that's very, that's very important. And I was, I, I think that was uh, the primary focus of why we, why I started this is to be an asset of value for the AI community and the AI world, right? And not just for, not just for the professor, for the research scientist or uh, for your engineer, but for those people who were very interested about this, whether they wanted to be just an enthusiast or they actually wanted to dive into the field and grow together right and actually become that machine learning engineer coming from maybe from a different field altogether right i've seen a lot of people coming from like all, all other types of all other types of field and getting uh, fields and getting into ai and same for like um you know undergrad students to graduate students coming from different fields and actually getting their hands dirty and actually learning and and learning and in the process learning that they actually enjoy AI better than what they were doing in the past. And that transforms into, into a different um into a different path for them. Uh, so I'm I'm super happy that that has been the focus um with towards AI. Uh, and it's and it's it's growing. It's it's still growing. It's growing uh very like scalably now because we thankfully we have received some sponsorships from companies such as Amazon, Amazon Science, um, and then uh, Determine AI, and um, Snorkel AI, and other companies as well. So we're we're growing, and it's it's going to keep growing. I and my focus is still going to be like to be an educational resource for people. Hopefully, we'll as we scale, we're going to be able to provide more quality and start working on maybe revamping the the assets that we have, the articles that we have published. Making them better, making them, making them more accessible for, for the for our visitors. So hope that's that's my goal at least. So hopefully that will be that will be our, uh, where we were where we're headed, right? Yeah, I, I was gonna say the uh, the fact that undergraduates are able to you know interact with the site and um, you know like either publish their own articles or just read the vast amount of publications that are there it's an incredible educational resource for them and you know, like one of the questions that i wanted to ask you was like how would you um how would you propose that like you you know a student even begin to you know dive into the 
to the realm of uh, artificial intelligence? Like, where do you even begin? And like Towards AI offers so many good resources to just like, you know, either log on, start reading publications from so many different qualified individuals or, you know, um, you know, start their own publications, start diving, like uh, get resources from other people, see the, see the topics that you want to, you know, look into and research and um, start like forming your own articles from. I, I think it's a, it's a great platform to be able to, you know, use and uh, kind of just use to your, to your benefit. So like, that's um, like on top of that, like uh, the next question I, I was going to ask is actually a great leeway was what advice would you have for students who are interested in learning about the world of artificial intelligence? Of course. So to answer your first question, um, we are working on a lot of guides that it's going to encompass a lot of like articles for, for contributors. And this is going to have uh, journeys from professors, graduate students, and even undergrads that have uh, published a lot of like very, very unique articles that that together encompass a really nice guideline to get into the field. Whether you're thinking about diving into machine learning or um, the whole AI aspect of it, or if you're diving into computer vision, natural language processing, natural language processing, and so on, right? So that's 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 one. And then two, um, you, your question was about recruiting, right? Um, so you you said about how what other skills these students should these students should pursue to yeah uh, before that what, what would you uh, what would you recommend uh, they do just to you know just begin to learn about like artificial intelligence in general you know just like just topics and just the the just the field in general because that's obviously going to help them towards the recruitment uh, the recruitment goals of course i think it's very important to dive into the basics uh, first so i think there's a lot of like courses um, there's some very significant ones, very significant ones from uh, Professor Andrew and uh, that's in Coursera, I believe, and it's open to the world. Um, it's dive into machine learning. And there is others uh, that he has that are more public oriented and not as technical, such as the one that's artificial intelligence for everyone. So those two open open source courses courses are very good. Um, there is others as well from the, a lot of universities. After this, I'll, I'll make sure to send you a list that, um, that you can share with your audience. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I think going from there and starting to, to explore the field, that, that's very important. So like starting with from the basics and then seeing if you actually and generally like it uh, and then further explore it, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like that, that, that's a good step-by-step -step approach for sure. Like definitely, definitely starting from the basics. Don't want to go into the most high level, like just starting with like, like a, like a cycle GAN or so, something like that. Like something that's right. like, yeah, very, very high level. And then not knowing like what a basic model is. Absolutely. I, I would completely agree. And yeah, uh, I think that, uh, I think that's very important um, because people, we don't want people to get scared. You know, there is, there is always there's a lot of bad ways, bad ways to get into the field. So the most important part is that people shouldn't get scared. There is always a, a lot of ways to learn the fundamentals first and go from there. So yeah, uh, absolutely. And then you know the next step would be uh, how how should students approach uh, recruitment for tech companies 
you know, just in general, or even more specifically, like AI startups, for example? Of course. So uh, I'm going to talk from my point of view as, you know, I'm, I'm actually not working in a non-technical role right now. I'm working on a, on a marketing role for Snowfall AI, besides my role as a founder for Towards AI. So from my point of view, a lot of the, a lot of the things besides technical skills that students should pursue are um, emotional intelligence is very important and people skills. Those things are, um, are very, very important. If you, if you really want to grow into the field and connect with people, um, I think that students should generally explore those, those. And I also have a very thorough article that we, that we uh, actually published around May of this year that highlights all of the skills that, you sh that a student should pursue based on this year's data uh, to get into the field of, of data science and machine learning. So, and, and it's very, very thorough because we, what we did is that we, we, we took a look at over 3000 uh, job postings and we saw what, uh, what skills were these companies, uh, uh, what is it called, needing or requiring from applicants, right? And this is from all, all from um, your interns in data science to all the way to your to your seniors data scientists, data science um, data scientists, and then your uh, data science managers. So I'll, say, I'll also send that to you so you can share with your audience. Um, so I think that having those and also taking a look at this list and see what what will be useful will will put your students in the, in the right direction. Yeah, no, that would be a that'd be a fantastic resource to to share with everyone, definitely. And that's something I've uh, heard recurrently, which is that, you know, obviously the technical skills are important. You know, you, you need to have them in order to complete the job. But more and more tech companies are just uh, really pushing towards the emotional intelligence, as you said, the people skills, the behavioral skill set, because that's what will show like the long term value. That's just what I've heard from. The other startups and like other found, other founders and like just leaders in the industry who are saying, you know, like when they hire someone, they they want them for the long run. Obviously, like e even with interns, like they want them to fit into their cultural group, and the only way that will work is that they if they have the right behavioral uh, skill sets. So like absolutely, that'd be a fantastic uh, fantastic article to share with everyone because it definitely put them in the right direction. So I'll definitely uh, put that out. Uh, you got it. Awesome. Thank you. And then uh, moving on, just uh, uh, through your experience, what would you say would be like some attractive skills, you know, just a few that uh, companies look for in candidates, you know, something that you, you've noticed personally, which is like maybe like these two or three skills are definitely like, like skills that are must haves for, uh, for the tech companies. Uh, it, it, it depends in, in, in regards to what you're looking to do. Um, so, for example, if you're looking to work into ML and then maybe more specifically into NLP or uh, computer vision, then it's very important to, to be able to code. Um, a lot of, one, some of the, we recently ran a poll and we received over, I think over 2000 votes about what's the best programming language for AI related tasks, right? And we saw that Python is the number one that comes up, right? Um, well, the reason why Python comes up 
a lot. Uh, one of them, one of the reasons is because their its syntax is very friendly, is very easy to learn, and um, it works. It, it's very useful. There's a lot of frameworks that are have been built on top of Python. Um, so to me, that's that's the most important language right now. There is another one that's being used a lot in the startup world. It's called it's called Go. Um, so I've seen that happening a lot as well. We are actually looking forward to um, to publishing a new survey regarding like Python versus Go, uh, and then seeing what what results we get. So from our initial survey that we had over at uh, two thousand respondents, Python was the number one. Uh, but I think Go is is a very strong contestant. Uh, of course, there's a lot of other skills that you can learn depending on what you're looking to do. Um, I'll make sure to send you that this list <laughs> because obviously I think it's it's going to depend about what what you really want to do, what you really want to explore. Um, there is, you know, I, I work with people who have a unique interest into a natural language, whether that's the processing, generation, scaling, natural language models, or, you know, or, and then, you know, we have people that are very interested in computer vision, you know, and then you need, you need a separate skill set for those different types of types of roles, or you could, you know, there's also, there's also more generic roles that encompass, encompass like kind of like the whole aspect of it. And they're a little bit more transfunctional, such as, you know, being in ML ops, right? So I'll, I'll make sure to send you that, but to me, number one, it's definitely like, uh, having a, an understanding of Python and, and Go, uh, having an understanding of the statistics, uh, at least a basic understanding of the statistics, um, you know, and then linear algebra, that's, that's very important as well. And then going from there, I think that those, those three are, are key. And then having at least a basic understanding of that. Um, there, is, there is a very unique resource that has been very useful in my journey that um, it's actually open by the University of Carnegie Mellon that they ask from their applicants. So when, uh, when their applicants apply to the university for either a machine learning master's or PhD, they have to go through this asset uh, to see if they're at the right fit. So I'll make, I'll make sure to send you this. Uh, I think that it will, it will allow your audience and you know, prospect students to really see what, what is needed, right? Uh, yeah yeah no that's a that's a perfect um that's a perfect linear progression i feel that like you know starting out with you know basic programming language because obviously if you're looking for any technical roles you're gonna have to do some programming and uh starting with python is a great start because as you said the syntax is very user-friendly so many frameworks and libraries out there for you to install to help you with any application that you're looking for and then you know just linear progressing along to you know building on top of that and i think the most valuable part of uh, what you said there was kind of like tailoring your skill set to the uh, the job or the you know the area and artificial intelligence that you wanna you wanna land. Right? You know, like natural language processing is gonna have a very different technical skill set than uh, computer vision, and that's gonna have a very different technical skill set than some other field. And so, yeah, right. yeah, that's like a a perfect like dis distinction between the two. Are there any kind of um, behavioral kind of personality traits that you think are are definitely you know must-haves for just succeeding in the role or you know just succeeding in artificial intelligence in general like personality traits yeah i think 
I think in the startup world, we welcome personalities from from all ranges, you know, whether they are people are extroverted, extroverted, or they're more introverted. And I think it's always it's very important for us to be very inclusive, right? Um, from 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 the ways people work, from the ways that people work at different levels. However, there is there is some there is some ways that they this you know people who used to start in a role in a technical role can actually take advantage of connecting more and exploring more and having uh, learning more from other from other technical peer, uh, peers, right? So yeah, it, it, I think it's very very important for to to at least explore emotional intelligence on how to connect with people, uh, communication skills to a certain degree. Uh, and you know that comes from like myself, I'm more of an I'm more introverted on my end. Mm -hmm. But I think it's it's key to be able to to reach out to people and have no fear, you know, uh, especially especially if you start working in a startup, usually from my experience, it has been that at Norcal, people are very friendly. Uh, people are are incredibly approachable, and this is you know from uh, C level executives all the way to to um, more, the most entry level people. And in, in, at Snorkel are very very approachable, and they are always willing to help. They're always willing to um, uh, uh, respond to your questions and guide you for anything you need. So I think finding a company or finding somewhere that provides this value to these to to applicants, it's it's key. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And just to wrap up the uh, you know the final question I was gonna ask was um, you know after going through this entire process you know getting into AI learning as much as you can building networking and recruiting once a student lands that uh, interview uh, that interview uh, that date that interview date. In your opinion, how should they go about preparing for that uh, for that interview? I understand, like obviously, it's going to be different depending on the role. But would you have any general overarching advice for students preparing for, you know, the technical interview or the behavioral interview? Yeah, I think there is a lot of there's a lot of resources online that can help with this, depending on what type of where do they want to go, right? So for if, if they want to go to to the usual plans, right? So uh, Meta, Google, Apple, uh, Netflix, and Amazon. Then there is a lot of researchers online for those uh, because they do a lot of whiteboarding uh, interviews. So Lead Code is very, very good. Uh, it allows you to, to generally see that. Um, there's a, a really good book that uh, actually was shared to me when I was, when I, uh, I when I was uh, interviewing for these companies back in the day uh, by a recruiter um, that talks about uh, data structures and algorithms, but it's a very unique book that uh, I think your students can benefit from. So I'll make sure to send you that. I cannot remember the title on top of my head, but I'll send it to you. Yeah, no worries. And then, um, and then if you're if you're applying for a startup, it's it's a, it's a little bit different. Of course, there's going to be a lot of whiteboarding, but I think that startups have are starting to recognize that whiteboard um, having coding challenges in front of people, uh, you know, from and trying to be inclusive to a lot a lot of personalities 
it's not you know then it's not the best way to approach uh, candidates. So I think startups have started to to do a, a different set of interviews. Um, maybe they will have like one to two whiteboards or and then between those it will be more of like a coding challenge that people have can they take their time to get it done and it won't it won't be you won't feel that pressure of having you know having a certain amount of time to get it to get it complete right um so but i think that uh candidates should, should prepare for a long day when they whenever they they do land that interview process with people Usually these interviews uh, range from five to seven, five to seven interviews. Um, so, and, and it's, I think it's very important because, you know, they, them as candidates, they want to make sure that that's the right company for them. Because when you, especially if you are an intern or a fresher, it's very important for people to, to, to generally fit in. Because you, if you are, if you're going to be, to become an intern at a company, you want to make sure that that company is going to provide you a lot of value and their culture is going to be the right fit for you. And you're going to be able to grow and expand your wings and fly, right? <laughs> so I think that's key from a candidate perspective. And then from a company perspective, uh, you know, they want to explore who you are. They want to see that you're going to be the right fit for, the, for their culture. They want to see how open you are uh, to people, how open are you, how open you are for questions, are you communicative, uh, like what type of, what is your thought process, you know, those, how do you, how do you deal with problem solving, uh, so those are unique things that uh, students should, should look for whenever they apply for roles. Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point, yeah, like, um, students should realize that they also have, like, a power in that, in that, uh, in that position, right? You want to, you don't want to just pick any company that's offering you the job because if that company doesn't match with your values and there's, you know, some disjointness between you, you're not going to succeed as well as you would at a, at a different company that you might not see as glamorous. Uh, absolutely. It's a, a great point to touch on and a, a great wrap up. So th thank you so much, Roberto, for, for your time. And uh, thank you for, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Yes. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions, please let me know. I'll be happy to send, send you answers for them. I'll also make sure to send you the resources I mentioned uh, throughout this talk. Uh, I wish I had them on top of my head, but I don't. But I'll make sure to send you a link. And, yeah, no. uh, thank you so much again. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. I really appreciate it. All right. Awesome.